Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. That's Please don't say that lickling. word. It's like the gross, it is a gross word, lickling. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> I'm uncomfy, child. I love you the most, by the way. Uh, actually, I love you the most. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast! It's the Horror Comedy Podcast! Wow. I'm going Sorry, to... <laughs> you can redo that one. Do no, I'm going to keep again. it no. just like that. <laughs> This is a podcast. This is the only scare one podcast, I think, probably. Is this the only scare one one? I'm um, under the assumption that we are. It's the best one. It's that, definitely the best one. You're wasting <laughs> your time if there is another one. We get high and we JK, get scared. That other one might actually be pretty good. I no, mean, it's not. I want to be mean to them. I do. Fuck uh, you. Wow. Unless you want to hang out. and yeah, You're probably cool people. Remote. Probably we would yeah, get along really well. If you, if, you stay, if you steal the term scare wanna from me, though, I'll punch you in the fucking throat. No, I won't. Um, it's really funny. So, I mean, it's it's clever. I'm pretty clever, much a genius. Genius. I'm pretty much the smartest person who's ever born. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, me and how smart I am. Thank you. Just trying to change that. <laughs> Get a little too gassed up there. Dude. I'm just joking. Your head will not fit in this house. <laughs> just joking. Got to take this podcast outside. <laughs> we have no choice. I mean, it's true. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. Okay, but no, it's I'm upsetting just on how fucking. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cocky little cocky pants, aren't cocky you? Little cocky little cocky pants. My cock's on the table. I tabley cockamamie. I did all the research. What happened she was does all the work for this podcast. I'm literally just here. He's the looks, he's the brains, he's the... I'm like the guy in the corner, no. The ghost in the corner that doesn't really say anything, but he just like lives his life. And... I would say that, you know, it's kind of like... You, I feel like you already are doing a lot of work because you aren't super into scary stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm the emotional You're anchor. You're doing the emotional work gotcha. for the podcast. So that's yeah. okay with me. I do the research. I come up with like an idea. You know, we're loosely. We have a loosely themed episode. I do some research. We are loose. We are loose. Loose butthole. Give me the loose butthole. Loose butthole. <laughs> but we, uh, I do the research. I come up with a theme. Kind of, we share some stories. I share some stories. Jake, how much do you know about what I'm going to tell you tonight? About the first 30 minutes. Right. Because uh, <laughs> usually you would know nothing. But what happened was last night we got a little too high, and I guess. we got fucked up. We See, were fucked up. We started with the gin. We started with the We started gin with. Is, I forgot how we quick for, gin gets you. Yeah. And we started, both of us were started with heavy handed pour, like mixed drinks. Mine is a two ouncer, which is one shot. I so poured like you. this much liquor into my. It was ridiculous. But. That's a lot of liquor. I did. We uh, got a little too happy, I think, and forgot to check if we were recording or not, and we weren't. And we weren't. It's honestly, it's it not was a big. Actually, for like what the first hour, but we literally only got through like five minutes of content. Yeah, we were just talking about nothing. But we, I was having such a good time. It's I was so very random. sad. Yeah. Because I honestly, we had a lot of really fun. That shit one's for us, not for you guys. I know it was. It was still fun. Usually, you don't know anything about what I'm going to tell you, but tonight, you know. Honestly, I don't remember a lot from last okay. night. So okay. I mean, Cool. That, yeah, we're good. We're cool, good. cool, cool. I hardly. It, that's why when you tell me an episode, my problem is like I'm so high, and then I forget about the episode. I'm like, right. I feel like that's familiar. Was I? Was that what yeah. podcast did that happen on? That sounds interesting. It was our podcast, Jake. I want to listen to that. Podcast. <laughs> it was. You were there. <laughs> uh, I lived it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to tell you the story, Jake. Just like you, the listener doesn't really know what's going on, except but for the listener. The listener does have about just as much knowledge as you do, right? Because they do have the line, like the name of the episode, and they could peek oh, at the show notes, right? So you guys are about equal right now. <laughs> Y'all both know vaguely what we're going to talk about right now. Um, Jake yeah, is one. Jake is going to do some fucking blagging. He's going to ask 
He's going to ask, ask jokes. jokes and tell questions. Okay, thanks. I was having a really hard time with that. Got you. And um, he's kind of like, you know, you are the Jake if you're listening. You know, we all, uh, y'all at home no. are the Jake. Well, this is a Highlander situation. There can be only one. It's me. That's the sound Whoa. of water. Brenda Strong? Brenda Weak. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know why I came at her like Damn, that. Weak ass Brenda. I don't know why I said Pussy that. Ass bitch. One time I had a manager named Brenda who was mean to me. And she used to always come and be like, hey, your eyes are so red. Are you on medication? And I'd be like, yeah. Medication was weed. It's heavily medicated. It was marijuana the whole time. Sponges. We're going to smoke some fucking weed today, and I'm going to tell you we smoked some weed. about the stuff. What are we smoking today? What did we smoke? Look, What's honestly, happening? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know either. But it was, I ripped the label off. It was really all good. Of them, and it was kind of like a shuffle. Okay. Well, I don't know. But I was in the kitchen, and you were in the living room, and I could smell the weed. It's good. I th- it's either, I think this one might be Gold Digger or CCTV. It's got to be CCTV because we're paranoid as fuck right now. Those are both. It two. makes me want to turn into a cat and just like stretch out into the sun. Like, Stare I feel out the window. He's coming out the fucking window and I'm all watching cars and shit. Oh, hurry up. All right. All right, stop. All right. I'm into it. Let's go. Okay, great. So how are you? Now. What? I'm a cat. You're a cat now. <laughs> how are you, Jake? I'm great. You're a cat. I'm a cat. You're doing great. I am clearly not a cat, as you can hear in my voice. This is just a kitty cat filter. Well, honestly. That one video with the fucking judge. The lawyer or whatever. Yeah, so funny. Uh, I am clearly not a cat. (laughs) That's the kind of thing that makes me suspicious that you are a cat. That's exactly what a cat would say. That's like literally what my cat would say. Very suspicious. I'm doing okay now. I had to take some time to rest this week because I'm severely mentally ill and um, I uh, sometimes just cry for days. So that's a thing that happens. And I had to take some it time to rest. Happen. It happens. I had to take some we rest. We all need a mental health break. That's right. Take time to take care of myself. Mental illness is trash, but I'm sick. Okay. I'm sick. So I'm trying to be patient with myself and kind to myself, not and beat myself up. Partners. partners. Okay. Be patient. Be patient. I'm going to cry for two days. That's fine. No. Give her a hug. Just be there. Just be there. Mm. Cuddle. Or or not cuddle. Whatever whatever. Is, whatever they tell you. Whatever happens. Yeah. Cuddle. Um, don't cuddle. But read, the, read the room, honestly. Read the room. It's really important to take care of yourself. And for that reason, we didn't get a mini episode on time this week. As a thank you for you guys being so patient. You can expect a bonus mini episode this week because I, I really do appreciate you and I love doing what I do. Sometimes I just can't. So I just want to thank you guys for being patient. And I want to also, um, I don't know if y'all noticed, but our mini episodes, they've just been pretty p- plain lately. I'm not really doing like our post-production spooky sounds because somebody said the word overproduced to me once and I did not like that. I stopped doing it and nobody said anything. So this uh, bonus mini episode, we're going to do it the way I, a classic, you know. Yeah, and you let us know and if you that's let me a know good one. If you like it that way, if you don't like it that way. What was her handle? I don't, know. Fucking, oh, I don't know what it was. Ooh, don't lie to me. You know. Um. So, Jake, let's get a baseline here. Are you scared? Nope. I'm pretty high. How about now? Ah! Mm-mm. Okay. I, I scared tried. you earlier there. That was good. He <laughs> did. I dropped the phone on my face. There. Uh-huh. I'm actually really. the Silent Hill video game? I'm so pissed the fuck off. It's. Guillermo Till. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. And Junji Ito. Junji Ito? We're working on a Silent Hill remake together, and it got fucking scrapped in 2014, and that was the trailer, and it was so, I was so into it. I am so sad. (laughs) They were like, we can't give this to people. This would be way too fucking scary. The trailer was scary, and then while I was watching the trailer, Jake like screamed or something, and I dropped the phone on my face and started like slapping the air. It was very scary. It was fun. (laughs) Got him. Got him. We've talked about angry ghosts, demonic hauntings, <gasps> violent ghosts. Friendly ghost. Casper, yes. Okay, now I remember. I'm putting the pieces together. <laughs> okay, continue. We've talked about angry ghosts, demonic hauntings, violent ghosts, possessions, poltergeists, but we have never talked about a good relationship with a ghost. Yeah, but it's obviously not a good relationship if we're fucking talking about it. Right, of course, We've right? We've covered this. We've covered this. Use a happy story this time. Ooh. Uh, well, you know, we always start pretty small. We always pretty start light. 
minute and the then as the is definitely the best part of, of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and then the very end when we tell Appy's yeah. story. Mm-hmm. But um of course, true to true to my sick dead soul colors, I'm going to present to you a story that, you know, a nice happy relationship with a ghost and we're just gonna see where it goes from there. You know, maybe we'll turn the volume up. Maybe we'll turn goes. the volume down. Maybe the volume knob will fucking go fall 11, off. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Allison McAwat. I can't with the last name. Allison McAwat. It sounds like a record. Allison. I can't get over it. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Uh, Allison McAwat is a writer for the New York Times. When Allison was house shopping with her wife, they came across a three-story Victorian. Three of them. Three stories. It was sold as is. Which is how it should be. Okay. I mean, if I'm looking at pictures and it's got furniture in those pictures, I'm expecting to get that fucking furniture. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's a really wild. I'm paying that take. price. I'm paying for that fucking furniture. Bitch. Jake's takes, folks. <laughs> Hot takes. The real Some tr- pancakes sometimes. <gasps> Can we get pancakes? No. Go. Uh, The couple who owned the place had died there tragically, but the realtor assured them the couple didn't die inside the house. How'd the realtor say it? That's all she said. She didn't offer any further detail. Uh, Tragically. Tragically. Outside. They crawled outside. They crawled out at the last minute. Yeah, at the last minute. They bled out on the yard. The person actually dragged them outside. Oh, it's like a sinister situation. Like with the tree. Yeah. That's brutal. I, bur- I still didn't finish that movie. Brute, because that know. opening scene is the worst part of the whole movie. Ugh. It's really rough. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good movie. Really Sinister's good. Stomach that one down. I love Kevin Bacon. I think he's great. That's not Kevin Bacon. It's not Ethan Hawke. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> they look the same. It's like Marky Mark <laughs> and the other guy who isn't Marky Mark, but he is in my mind. Fuck, who is it? Oh, God. Please tell me who you think Marky Mark is right now. Matt Damon. And there's someone else, too, who I also think is Marky Mark, and it's not. Matt Damon. Matt Damon is one of them, though. But there's another guy. Mark Wahlberg. And Affleck. No. So Allison's wife loved a renovation challenge, so she was really, really excited by the fact that the house was old, which I think is kind of funny. (laughs) Also, they had lost a few different bidding wars on other houses that they were going for previously. So they were really happy to close on the house and finally have this whole situation be over. Finally. Right. Especially because Alan, Alan, especially because Allison was newly pregnant. Whoa. Yeah. They got a really good deal on the house. Some things that were included were the light fixtures, appliances, and as Allison would find out a month, uh, months later, a judgmental ghost. The ghosts. The family began their new life. Allison's wife started to gut the house while Allison grew a whole ass baby. Which wait. Repeat the last part? Who gut the house? Allison's wife. Do we have her name? No. We'll just call her Brenda. Because I shat on Brenda earlier. You know Brenda sends you clothes. I love that, Brenda. <laughs> I do love that, I Brenda. Like that Brenda actually. We we would party hard. She sent me a really cool wine shirt. Um, Allison's wife, okay, Brenda began to gut the house. That's Allison's wife name, we just decided. Brenda began to gut the house while, Al- while Allison grew a whole baby. Both became more difficult when Allison was placed on bed rest for the last few months of her pregnancy, and Brenda found out that the whole house's everything had to be replaced pipes, wiring, wood framing, foundation. Uh, Brenda was capable and fearless, so the challenge that the house presented just slowed her down it did not stop her that allowed allison to do bed rest and not bed stressed all she had to do was answer the occasional question Bob! Or, babe. where do you i don't know i don't know the voice we're gonna go with babe babe, babe what do i do with all the crucifixes that they left nailed to the walls That's should i real? throw them away yes ew and they threw them away Fools. Add more. Add just a wall of them. That would be so creepy, but so interesting. It would be a cool installation installation. art piece. Yeah. (sighs) One night, the baby began to cry, and Allison got up to feed the baby. She took the baby out of her crib and sat in the chair, and the baby had trouble latching onto her breast. So So she squirted it in the face with her booby milk. She did not do that. (laughs) 
Just like we all need to be thankful <laughs> that you don't have breast milk because this is the greatest joke. It would be terrible for me. Oh my god. Um. Oh, that sound too. Huh? That sound too. No. Let me be. Let me be. Let me make my dumb sounds. Um. So Allison got a bottle and started to feed the baby that way. Baby, stop trying to die. You don't like titties? What are you? Straight? Not in this house. <laughs> Not in this house. The door creaked open slowly, and Air- Allison got goosebumps. She felt someone creep into the womb. <laughs> creep into, into the, the womb. womb. Oh, God, the baby's going back. <laughs> the creepy ghost. She's pregnant uh, again. Ghost no, jizz. Just kidding, just kidding. She felt someone creep into the room. She said then that she felt a judgmental stare. Just um, would you say it's a no gaze? No, okay. <laughs> Just as she realized what was going on, the TV turned off. She felt like the ghost was saying to her, "If you aren't going to breastfeed, can't you at least pay attention to your baby?" Allison brushed it off as faulty wiring and sleep deprivation. Uh, yeah, because that's something crazy to think, though. So little things like that continue to happen for months. Allison continues to try to, Allison and Brenda both continue to try to brush it off, but whatever is causing these strange phenomena. Sounds like there's some stress on the relationship. Would you say that's true? I, it's implied, certainly. And whatever it was that was causing these strange things to happen in the house, it was seeming to get more intentional as time went on. One night. Got something to say, ghost? What, bitch? I would name the ghost in that case. I'd be like, all right, Marsha. Like, right, Marsha. I'm just trying to parent. Can you Bye, lay Felicia. off? Yeah. I didn't see you having any kids in here. What is your fucking baby? Probably dead, not here. Dead with you. Probably alive. Where you're not. Okay. That was a ghost dish. Um, One night, Allison goes to put the baby to bed. She turns off the light, walks up to the crib. And as she's setting the baby down into the crib... The light turns on as soon as the baby touches the mattress. Oh, not time. So Allison is like kind of annoyed. She grabs the baby. She turns off the light. She goes back. And again, the second that the baby touches the mattress, the light turns back on. To Allison, it felt like the ghost was arguing with her now, saying it was too early for her baby to go to bed. Oof. Instead of feeling scared, she got angry. She yelled out loud, this baby is going to bed now. This baby is going to fucking bed. I ain't slept in three fucking days. Please. It's going to bed. And just as she said it, the lights turned themselves off again. Hell yeah. She was scared at that point, so she grabbed her baby and she went down to where Brenda was. And Brenda was like, you're crazy. Ghosts aren't real. Believe your partners. Okay. You got it. You got it. You got it. That'd be me. Like, if you told me that this was, we had to, like, leave because... Chuck the ghost lived here. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, Chuck, well, congrats on your new house. You were here first. We'll get out of your hair now. My B. Um, but even though Brenda said she didn't believe Allison, the next day when Allison got home from running to the store, she did find Brenda <coughs> smudging the house with sage. So maybe Brenda did believe her a little bit, you know? Brenda might have seen something. Brenda, maybe she saw something. I wonder. I would love to hear Brenda's side. Not really, though, because I hate Brenda. Team Allison all the way. Team Allison. Three years later, their second child was born. From Allison. From Allison again. Brenda. Brenda was not carrying her weight. (sighs) Literally. More of a challenge. They described this child as more of a challenge. Not a big sleeper. They said that he was, quote, or this child was more spirited than their last. So nice. It's a way. Right. It's a way to say he was a big asshole. asshole. Pain in my ass. You should have just stuck to one. You know, some people would be like, oh, he doesn't cry at all. It's the opposite of that, baby. Yeah. He prefers night to day, they yeah. said. And he's uh, spirited. He's a vampire. He's an awful child, basically. <laughs> Pretty much the ghost child. The ghost got up in them wombs. Yeah, like I said earlier, he got creeped into the womb. Got up in them wombs, son. I creeped into uh, the womb. Uh, ghost jizzed. We already predicted this. We did. After a long bedtime battle one night, Allie finally got to go to bed. She's laying. I just called her Allie like I know her. Allison finally Hi. got to. Allie, my We're, friend. Oh <laughs> Allison finally got to go to bed and she fell asleep. No problem because she was very tired from being a mom. She had a weird nightmare and when she woke up, there was something above her in bed. Ah! As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, she realized it was a black 
shape above her. <laughs> and it was exactly the shape and size of a human head. <coughs> a floating head. She touched her wife's arm and she asked, Am I still dreaming? Ugh, creepy. Her wife wakes up and yells, Jesus Christ! And she gets up, she starts slapping, she turns on the light, you know, and it's it's a half-deflated balloon from their uh, daughter's uh, birthday party. Uh, uh, nice. Right. Somehow, though, this balloon made it out of the kitchen, up the stairs, down the hallway. Three stories up the stairs? Yeah. Yeah. Through the fucking bedroom door above their bed. Above their head. Specifically, Allison's head. So, I don't know. Sure, I guess that maybe could happen. But the next day, Brenda did sage again. As time went on, money became tight. Brenda's not doing it right. She's not doing it right. I actually have something interesting to say about White Sage. I'll try not to forget, but we're almost done, so I'm just going to try to. um, As time went on, money became tight for the couple. The repair seemed endless. That's why you don't buy a fixer-upper. I learned that the hard way. I'm not kidding. I bought a house when I was like 20. I was like, I can fix it. And it, it, it never stops. Like, you fix one thing, and then like literally four other things break. It never stops. At the same time, the ghost decided to chase its passion of becoming an interior decorator. It moved cups across the whole table, which Brenda would justify as condensation. Mm-hmm. It rearranged chairs, which Allison would try yeah. to justify as rowdy children. It rocked chairs, which they would try to explain away as having uneven floors. Eventually, it became background noise huh, for them. That was one of my favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother, when uh, Marshall and Lily realized that they're fucking uh, the super expensive apartment they bought in an up ta- uppity up and coming neighborhood like their first condo they ever built or bought um had a slanted fucking floor and they were all they were like we don't notice it and then like finally like the other three friends tell them and they're like oh my god and they're like oh my god our kid's gonna grow up with a fucking slant or something <laughs> <laughs> all... i never watched that show that's so funny cute the show has some good points you might like it i love neil patrick harris like that was when he was really popular and i was obsessed with him but i just don't like sitcoms and i didn't want i mean you like friends sometimes i don't really like like anatomy which is trash not a sitcom yeah it is it's not what is it drama soaps yeah all right it's a soap opera (laughs) okay 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 so all of this kind of weird, quiet madness in their house just became background noise for them. They became kind of used to ignoring it. And the couple started to drift apart. Ugh. Allison thought there was a ghost in their house, but it turns out it was her wife. What? Her wife left her, is what I'm saying. Wait. Oh, ghosted her. Yeah. I didn't get that joke last night either. Yeah. I get it now. She did. She ghosted her. She ghosted her. She literally, Brenda just left. Allison described it as a tsunami divorce. She said that um, it's the kind of thing where you don't see any like warnings. It just like is a huge it's an underwater thing. Underwater earthquake. Mm-hmm. And it's too late by the time you notice because Brenda if is you gone. See it, you're dead. And Brenda took the fucking kids. And so Allison was super sad. They started shared custody. Allison could swear she could hear her wife walking around, but she knew that was impossible. And that meant that Allison was alone in a haunted house. And worse, the haunting seemed to die down. <coughs> all the life had moved out with Brenda and the kids. Even the ghost had left Allison. No more slamming doors, no more pictures falling. Allison missed her judgmental ghost friend. One night, in a sad stupor, Allison tossed her clean laundry on a swivel chair, sat down on the couch to watch TV for 20 hours. Uh, relatable. And as she was sitting there, she saw the chair spin on its own and abruptly stop while facing her. I need to talk to you, Allison. The ghost was back, and the ghost was telling her to fucking put her laundry away. Really? Right? I don't know. That's what Allison thought. Allison's just fucking wacky at this point. Do you think this <laughs> bitch cares about sad. the dirty laundry? I mean, maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it does. It seems to only pop up around domestic things like cups being left around. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, God. Who left these cups out? Chairs, oh, chairs in the wrong place. Rocking chairs. She's like a grandma ghost just sitting in the rocking chair. You know, like, she's a grandma ghost. She just seems like a judgmental old bitch ghost to yeah. me, which I love. Yeah. Allison describes not knowing if the ghost was real or if she just really wanted 
the ghost to be real in that moment. Oh, God, that is sad and pathetic. But she knows that the kinship she felt with the ghost was real. Oh, God, this is a fucking episode of I Married a Fucking Ghost. They were two mothers whose life plans had been altered against their wishes. Did you write that or did she write that? She wrote that and I paraphrased that. Allison did eventually move move out of the old expensive house. And now her and Brenda have an amazing co-parenting relationship and Brenda has a new fiance. What do you think of this spectral friendship, Jake? I think Brenda's a fucking cunt. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. So they're friends. They're friends. They didn't, the ghost didn't murder anybody? The ghost didn't murder anybody. The ghost literally just showed up to nag Allison about chores. And come inside of her and have a fucking demon child. She did not creep into her womb. I just she said room did wrong. creep into the womb. <laughs> no, I, I, I meant to so say room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I found this article on letterpile.com. Lettercandy.com? Letterpile.com. Gotcha. And it's called How to Make Friends with a Ghost. And <laughs> Divorce your cunt-ass wife. Divorce your cunt-ass wife is the first one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the first thing is don't renovate too much. Don't take the crucif- if you find crucifixes, leave it the claim, fuck. Claim up. lemon law and just fucking like give it back. Be like, yeah, this <laughs> horrible. I would just leave it up. I would just leave it up. I bet that maybe that is what pissed the ghost off. That it just started renovating the house. That I would be everything started. They started renovating the house, and then the ghost was like, "All right, f- I was trying to chill. You bitches are disturbing me. You're not taking care of your baby what right." That wall. Those crucifixes were rare. Those crucifixes were beautiful I antiques. Crucifixes. You're not even breastfeeding your fucking baby, baby dude. You can't even get it to drink your fucking lame ass titty milk. So yeah, maybe maybe they're onto something there. Like letter pile might be right. If you renovate your house, you'll piss off the ghost, and maybe that in this case is like. What made bitch ghost come out and start nagging? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it also says that you could leave gifts, <laughs> leave gifts for the ghost. It says don't tease the ghost. Fuck um, that ghost! I ain't buying no shit for no fucking ghost. Your gift is you can fucking live, live here, here for free, free, bitch. Bitch, I agree. Uh, I also Enough. wanted to say about the white sage that uh, it's like a super Native American thing, and I've heard Native American people before. Say that like white people should not use it, and it could actually make it worse because not only is white sage endangered, right? So it's like you're really not supposed to have it, but also um, it's not for white people. Um, so it could Tell make your haunting a white person. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's the whole thing about white people. I'm white, so uh, sorry. I feel like I can say that. Sorry, but um. <sighs> Cringe. I wouldn't use white sage. There's other things you I don't can use smudge any sage. with. I'd be squirting holy water everywhere. Holy water's cool. Go holy water. You can smudge yeah. with rosemary, all kinds of other shit that won't piss smoke, off. Can't you smoke rosemary? Where is it? Why would you do that though? Why would you smoke it though? That's crazy. Okay, okay. Our next story comes from Anand Vardhan Oja, as told to Ziad Masrur Khan for Vice. Yes, I practice saying those names very many times. <laughs> what the fuck did you just? I told you not to be speaking in demon language in the fucking house. <laughs> it's just Indian. Don't worry. Oh. Anand comes from Sorry. a family of poets. His Anand, dad, like Indians, the country of India. Gotcha. I don't call Native Americans Indians. Oh, okay, sorry. I try not to. Sometimes okay, I think yeah. I slip. I think, now that I think about it, that is racist. It is not good. My yes. <laughs> so Indians are from We're India. All it's okay. It's good. Um, so Anand comes from a family of poets. His dad is a famous fub, famous published poet. <coughs> Mushmouth. Famous published poet. <laughs> I think it's that. Famous published. That sounds good. But his uncle was not a poet. His uncle was a professional creep like me. Hell yeah, brother. His uncle played with planchette. He set up a pencil to move on its own to write out the future. Ew. And he talked to ghosts almost every day. That is what I was telling you. I was thinking about setting up. So what they do is it's like a wooden frame like this or somehow you just hang the pencil and you do a string and then the pencil <coughs> and then a paper and it moves on its own if there's a ghost and i was going to set that up to freak you out 
but I thought you might break up with me if I did that. I would have. Yeah. Immediately. So that's not even cool. That's why I did not do it. That's not even fucking a little cool. <laughs> that's what I thought you would say. So I decided that's against not even it. Like why you, you think that's like one of the things you think and then you don't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Noted. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I didn't do I'm it. I'm glad. I didn't okay. do it. I was like, you know, like I we've done props before, right? I put a mirror on here before on didn't the table. Want, I didn't even like that. You didn't like that, but I figured that's harmless because it's something we already have. But if you construct it's something, context. exactly, and if you construct something, then I feel like you're asking for yeah. ghost problems. Like if you were to fucking create a talisman, I would be like, that's weird. Why did you do that? Why did you? What do you need? Why would? Why would you put it back? <laughs> Smash that shit. <laughs> no, no, you can't smash it. You just got to put it back. Oh, yeah. You can't Take smash it, it. Put it back to the earth. Okay. True. True, true, true. Right, story number two. So Anand had an interest. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Anand, Anand. Had an- Anand had an interest, but he never asked his uncle to teach him. In 19... 19- smart, I guess. Uh, not smart. I don't know. Would you rather know or just be like, I don't want to know? I don't want to know, bro. In 1975, in Kanpur, India, Anand's mother passed away. They were very close. R.I.P. Anand was heartbroken. He felt like his world would never be the same. And oh Anand began. God, Anand, same. Buddy. Same, dude. I know. Um, I'm going to be fucking destroyed. Yeah. Oh, my mom's never going to die. Or I'll, I'll fucking die. die. My mom. Please let or me die before my mom. The same time. <laughs> yeah, just a few minutes before. <laughs> Anand began to think about life after death. He started to feel drawn to Shams and Ghats, which are cremation grounds, like literally a crematorium. And, like, it has, like, I guess, like, a little sanctuary you can walk around outside of it. But, I mean, that's pretty hardcore. One time, the ro- guy who comes to pick up the Creepy. dead dogs told yeah. me that um, sometimes the smell of cremation makes him hungry. And I had nightmares about him for, like, days after that. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <sighs> you yeah. can never, if you see him, just leave. I'm, hey, remember me? I'm scared. Who have you killed? He's going to fucking murder me and eat me. Yeah, he might. Anand started to go to these cremation grounds often. One day after sunset, Anand was walking through a crematorium called Bhairav Ghat. One of the workers found him walking around and said, get the fuck out of here. Spirits are looking for dumb people like you to latch on to. Anand said that he is looking for them, too. No, you're not. Right? You want a job? What a creepy thing to say. <laughs> I need help. You Please want a job? help me bring these buddies. The worker and Anand started to chat, and the worker uh, told him to come by tomorrow, bring a ply board that has one smooth side, a small glass, a dotty, candles, incense, and some paint. A dotty is like a religious token. Fuck. He'd be like, do you really want to? Because really I can bro. show you some shit, bro. That's why I have a job here. Tons of ghosts. When you burn the body, the ghost just... <sighs> Woof. Come right out. Seen it. That's what the smoke is. It's ghosts. <laughs> so the man taught Anand how to talk to ghosts. And he warned them. He warned Anand that ghosts would follow him, attach themselves to him, drain his life force to fuel their own. How does this guy know that? Because he's see? not a fucking idiot. He doesn't fuck with ghosts. He probably had it happen. To how him. does he know how to make it, though? Don't know. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. shady. Mm-hmm. Is he a ghost? <gasps> That'd be a great movie. I'm scared. You, Soon- you don't need it to talk to us. Always good. Uh, and then like millions Bruce of people Willis start coming out. out of the whoa, forest. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is creepy. Um, I'm a creepy person. Soon Anand was using a planchette oh. to cut. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just picture like forest, forest. Even when I see that on like Vikings movie or the Vikings uh, TV show and they're about to attack each other, I'm just like. One time I went to Gettysburg. And they have a grove, and it's very scary. And it was at the end of a ghost tour. Oh, sick. They take you to this place, and they're they're like, this is a grove. You can't go in there because all this bad stuff happened. So now nobody's allowed in there. Don't go in there. Of fucking course you did. And then I went in there, (laughs) and I saw a campfire, and I could smell it and everything. And I was going towards it, and then I could hear someone walking behind me. And I got scared as fuck, so I turned around, and there was nobody there, and I turned around, and the campfire was gone. And it was so fucking weird. Uh, I started crying for my parents. <laughs> I was so scared. Let's go to Gettysburg. Let's go to Gettysburg. It was very creepy. I don't like the woods at night after that, because it was actually dark out, too, so it was uh, very creepy. 
I, I just I got have... chills talking about it. Like, I still... That's gross. <sighs> Let's go to Gettysburg for our fucking uh, honeymoon. There's this place... We should. There's this place called Farnsworth. How about we can do a reenactment during the day? I never went to one of those. a ghost hunt in the evening. Well, if you go during, like, a certain... <laughs> you would... How are you doing? You would love it because if you go during the summer, it's like a big hot spot for cars and bikes and stuff. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, done. There's this place called like the Farnsworth Inn, and it's like a historic site, and they also have the best crab cakes I've ever had. (laughs) (sighs) Gettysburg is awesome. I want crab cakes so bad. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I have the stuff. We have the technology. We should make crab cakes tonight. Done. We should. Yeah. So soon Anand was huh? For lunch because it's closer. Okay. (laughs) Soon Anand was using a planchette to talk to ghosts every night. He was very interested. Mostly (sighs) he just he should have listened to that one episode about the one bitch with the mirror. Okay. You don't. You don't. You could get sucked in there. You don't. You don't. You don't. He was very interested. He mostly would use the planchette to listen to their stories. One night he met a female spirit. She and her pain were so strong that it could move the planchette, planchette on its own without his help. Anand notes that most ghosts he met could not remember their own name, and she was no exception. Yeah, I've been here so long. She said, I live in Chalice Dukan, which is a town. Um, so, fuck, what's his name? Anand. Anand knew that there was such a place near Juhi Colony, Kanpur, so it was close. The girl went on to say, my soul is burning. There's so much heat, I can't even tell you. Anand could actually feel her intense physical pain. He called her the ghost of Chalice Dukan. She was an only child. She married young. The marriage was good at first until she wanted to go back to school to finish her studies. While at school, she grew close with one of her classmates. Oh, cunt. Her husband suspected her of having an affair. She tried to convince him that she wasn't because she was actually... Was she? No. Oh. Uh, and it didn't matter anyway because one night she said, quote, one night when I was cooking dinner in the kitchen, he came with a can of petrol, poured it on my sari, and put one end of it on the gas burner. Poured it on what? On her sari. It's like a Ooh. garment that they oh, wear. Okay. I still feel the burns that led to my death. What? Okay. Sorry. She's not a cunt. She my fucking bad. burned Take to death. <laughs> one day... Is the husband. Horrible. One day while talking, she told Anand that she stays with him. She said, I never leave your side. Anand? Anand, yeah. Ooh. She's with him when he goes to work. She's walking around with him during the day. He remembered the man's warning about ghosts latching on to him, but he continued because he was mesmerized and he was honestly starting to fall in love with her. Uh. They continued to talk every day. Anand got busy and went to stay with his family in Delhi for more than a month. And every single night, he tossed and turned, woke up every hour, couldn't find a reason that he was so restless. He was exasperated. And finally, out of desperation, he finally took out his board and the ghost cussed him out. What the fuck? You don't you just ghost me? I do that. I'm <laughs> I do, the ghost. I'm the ghost. Here. She said she was there with him in Delhi and she said, it was me who made you restless. Promise me you'll talk to me three times a week at least. Oh, okay. That's not unreasonable. That's, if you were to tell me... Like, hey, just can you text me like three times a week? I would be like, what's wrong with you? That's like not you very d- much. Disgusting. What? Why don't you want to hang out with Who me? Who are you? Are you? You hate me? Are you leaving me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to tell her he could only do once a week, Max. But oh, it- oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, bitch, I can give you one. I can give you one day. I'm trying to get some, like, human poon. It got to a point, though, where he couldn't sleep without talking to her before bed. And... Bitch. He was growing more and more obsessed with her, infatuated <laughs> with her. He wanted to see her. Uh-oh. She started to tease him about his love being ruled by bodily desires. What a ghost flex, right? That's Haha, so you have a flesh up. penis. Stupid. Oh, you think you can have a... F- well, I would just be like, all right, well, maybe come ghost come then. Like, I don't need to see you. I just want a nut. Yeah. I don't care. I'm high, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You touch she, it. You touch it. You touch my hand while I touch it. Dutch rudder situation Dutch where I touch it and you touch my forearm and you work the forearm. Oh my god! She <sighs> said she could take another body that would look like her. What? Mm-hmm. Cool. She said, "I am so beautiful that you wouldn't be able to take your eyes off of me." Yeah, we'll f- find one that looks like you. Not a heavy. Damn, bitch. Not okay. A big one. Fine. Yeah, some. What's your type, by the way? Yeah, match your, <laughs> match your, match yours. If you say you're so, 
you know? Yeah. Magic. Don't catfish me. Don't catfish. Yeah, don't ghost catfish. <laughs> <Don't> go <gasps> ghost catfish. Don't oh ghost my God. Neve. Me. Neve, we need you. We need you. Neve, woman. <laughs> Over the next two we nights. We call upon the spirits of Neve. What do we put in Neve's summoning circle? Like a GoPro camera. GoPro camera. An iPhone. iPhone. A laptop. Fucking Joker smile. A big ass smile and some chest hair. <laughs> and he'll show up. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Over the next two nights, she gave Anand instructions. <coughs> she said, after five days, you must come to the Bhairav Ghat at midnight. Walk towards the stairs leading to the Ganga River. Wait for me on the 13th stair facing the water. Oh, hell no. On the right is a tree. I will come down from the tree holding some branches. You must hit me with the branches? It's my kink. <laughs> and no, she said... Slap me on my feet. <laughs> I love it. And she said that he has to go alone. Anand loved her, and he was curious. He trusted that she uh, wouldn't hurt him, but of course he was afraid. Of course. Of course. His friends were like, dude, there dude. cannot be love between men and ghosts. These spirits, they find people like you, hypnotize them, and then fucking kill you're, them, dude. You're weak. You're going to get fucking gonna murdered. Murder you. Like, this is too but much. You're going to be murdered yourself. You're going to murder yourself. You're going to murder yourself. His friend made him agree that he would go with him and at least stand by the gate of the crematorium to make sure he doesn't get yes. fucking murdered. Gotcha. It was pitch dark that night. There was no moon. <sighs> His friend was waiting for him at the gate of the crematorium and Anand went forward to the stairs. All right, well, good luck, buddy. Peace. I, mean, I guess I'm the closest thing you got to a best man. At your ghost wedding. So are you sure about this? Sure I'm trying to talk you out. All right. Well, good luck, man. All right, bye. I'll be here in the getaway car if you need me. Like some cemetery ghost sex is yeah. fine. Ugh. Whatever. Whatever's your thing, bro. Right. Always been a weird one. Anand went to the thirteenth stair. He waited. He saw the tree to his right. He saw the river. Everything was as she described it. He heard a sound in the tree and he started to shake. His heart began to race, but there was nothing. Oh, guess who's ghosting who now, bitch? Payback. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, as if it was coming out of the ground, an apparition appeared. All he could see was that it was a, a black figure, but it seemed to be struggling to climb the stairs, and it moved and bended in ways that were not human. Oh, no. Don't leave the stair. It was in, moving towards Anand in broken, mangled movements, Oh, is this, how hot? is this you? Like, you're not that hot. You're a spider. You're actually <laughs> you're, a fucking cripple. You're a giant spider. <laughs> I'm not into cripple. I'm picturing. Sex. I just want like. I'm picturing like, you know, those scary videos where they're like. Like that is what I'm picturing. Yeah. yeah. Cram <laughs> He's like. All four, le all four <laughs> arms and legs are like this. Yeah. And they're moving in ways that just like yeah. legs and arms don't yeah, move. Disgusting. I'm grossed out. He felt like he was going to die and he started to run until he literally fainted. His friends packed up his, they got him home safe and all that, but the next day they packed up his planchette and his boards and they were like, dude, if you touch this shit again, I'm telling your parents. I'm telling your mom. Anand was sick for five days. He moved to Delhi and he felt that way for years before yeah. she finally left him. Really? You couldn't have gotten rid of it sooner? Like go to a priest or something? I guess not. That's what you get though. Everybody warned him. They were like, hey, she's going to stick to you and suck your life out. As they do. <laughs> sorry. That was, that was mean. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was like, not us. As uh, the ghosts. Hetero cringe. As ghosts do. Okay. That's Thankfully, it. Anon's instincts You gas me up. You build me up. Oh, I'm good. like a brick shit house right now. Brick shit house. I used to be a porta potty. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm brick now, No, that porcelain, baby. I'm, and dude, I'm like a boudoir. Thankfully, Anon's instincts kicked in. Some men in a small town in Venezuela, though, have not been so lucky. Uh -oh. A long time ago, there was a woman named Melissa. She was married. She had a baby. And she went to bathe in the river, which sounds naked. like a, amazing. Yeah, but okay. ass naked. Oh, uh -uh, that's going to be gross. It was gross because men began to creep. Oh. One as, man in particular. As one do. <laughs> as one do. One in particular started to follow her and even stalk her. Gross. She tried to avoid him. She tried to play it off. She tried to tell her husband, do whatever she could to keep herself safe, but he would not quit. So one What'd day... What would husband do? I don't know. Probably nothing. I would have fucking jacked him the right fuck off. I would have walked into the forest no, and hid in a bush. I would jacked him off. I would have beat him up. I thought you were going to say beat him, him off. off. No, stop. Ugh. If I was him, I would wait in the woods, 
And then I would be like, all right, babe, come out here, like bathe, whatever. And I'd wait for him to walk up, and then I would dog shot him in his fucking dick. Hard <laughs> what as fuck. What if he get, like... What if he jizzes on you by accident? <laughs> I'll kill him. I'm drowning oh, him. Oh, God, I can't stop. I'm caught. Oh, this God. is the kink. This is what I like. Um, so one day, Melissa was sick of it, and she confronted the man. He said he was just, he was like, hold on, blah, 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 blah. Oh. I'm just here to tell you that your man's is fucking your mom. Yeah. That's it. He said that? That's what he told her. And Melissa was pissed. Legend has it that Melissa ran home <laughs> Le- and- Legend has This sounds like um, a fucking 90 Day Fiance situation happening right now. <laughs> this This would be juice. This would be juice. Can you make this in The Sims? Yes, I sure can. I'm going to now. Legend has it that Melissa rushed home and burnt the house down. Killed her mom with a fucking machete. As her mother laid dying and bleeding out, she cursed Melissa. From that day forth, she would have to avenge all women by killing their unfaithful husbands. Officially, Did she kill her husband? Yes, she killed him. Okay, good. She transformed into La Sayona. Sayona is the word for executioner. Oh, God. So uh, that's just a name that they gave the spirit because La Sayona is an evil spirit who preys on unfaithful men. She appears as a seductive, beautiful, sexy woman. And if a man is tempted by her and he's taken, she lures them into the forest. Don't do it, dudes. It's just that easy. That easy. Think that they're all succubuses, and they'll fucking kill you. Fucking kill you, and your or your wife will kill you. I don't know. It's just not good. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just that fear alone. That La Soyana could be the one that you're fucking. The one I'm just like. So what she does is she lures them into the forest. She starts getting frisky with them. Why? Why does they start to get really into it? She reveals her true face, which is a rotting corpse skeleton full of maggots. And then she mutilates them and kills them. More modern accounts report that La Soyana often asks a man for a cigarette. If a man makes a more aggressive attempt, yes, she again... Is... It could happen. Oh my God. It could happen. If a man makes a more aggressive attempt at her, she then exposes... Just make sure we edit that out. We will. Okay. She then exposes her rotting flesh and mutilates him and kills him. Some legends say that you could be saved if you carry tobacco in your pocket, but really, your best bet is Damn to it. just not cheat on your partner. He's gonna get out of a it. sack He's of tobacco. Have up cigarettes in oh, his pocket. I guess that would count. Survive. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about this because this is something we've never talked about before. Spectrophilia oh. is the actual word for sexual attraction to ghosts. This is a TLC special we're on right now. I while doing the research for this episode, I did find a lady who is married to a ghost. Yep. And she is. believes that a phantom pregnancy is when a phantom gets you pregnant and you are pregnant phantom. with a phantom. Oh, she keeps calling it a phantom. Phantom That's pregnancy like, it is doesn't just gussy it up any. It's, it's not a, how it's a fucking you're you're crazy. You're not pregnant. You're not pregnant. I'm so sorry, honey. Uh, actually there are such things as ghost pregnancies. Well, yeah, but it's yeah. not because you're pregnant with a ghost. That's <laughs> hey, re- hey, man. Okay, people don't know this. They're not smart. Well, also, it kind of sounds like maybe the first story is something that might happen realistically because it's like there's just a ghost in the house and you're just yeah. like chilling with it. But the second and third, like, yeah, don't we're not going to be doing planchette shit and we're not going to be cheating on each other. So it's just yeah, like and I ain't going to be fucking a ghost. Yeah, something that wouldn't happen to us. There is no way. I, I might fall in love with a machine maybe one day like a. I don't think I could fall in love with a machine. Thank it's you, cold. because Sorry. you love me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't too. want anyone else. That Gosh. Too. Uh, that, too. Gosh. That, that is what I really meant. But I was thinking like a her situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. That's good. That's cute. But I would be... I just want to like cuddle. Just cuddle. And you're a great cuddler. Aww. Maybe king of the... Queen of the cuddlers. Queen of the cuddlers. Huh. Queen cuddler. Damn. I've killed all of the competition. <laughs> I've fought my way to the top. It's been a bloody battle. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, I haven't seen any of my exes in quite a while. Weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's like they all just up and left. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> um, this is the part of the podcast where I tell you some good news, something happy. Honestly, We're gonna try a couple of those stories were good news. It was so. nice, yeah. 
I'm happy that Allison and Brenda like broke up because I feel like Allison was too good for Brenda. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Allison could have had her demons. We don't want to judge Brenda too quickly. Sometimes shit don't just don't work. Sometimes shit don't work. Maybe Allison was like a really loud fucking chewer. This is how this is the part of the podcast where I tell you a happy story. We're gonna try to bring up the mood. I won't read you the name of it because that'll give it away. Florida man. Tucked into a suburban Chicago train station may appear to be an unassuming coffee shop, but what's going on behind the scenes is much more than your average cup of joe. Drug smuggling. For the seventh year in a row, the coffee shop's owner, Pilot Pete, a.k.a. Peter Thomas, has been the driving force behind Coffee with a Purpose. Oh, boy. An annual community initiative that collects and distributes coats and other necessities to help the local homeless population brave... Coffee beans in their pockets. ...brave the harsh Midwest winters. That's nice. Thomas said the idea came to him when he was trying to find a way to give back to the community as well as get others involved. He admits that he was at first unprepared for the positive avalanche of responses. In weeks prior to Christmas and the drive's first year, he and other volunteers took o- over two, th- uh, sorry, took in 3,000 coats. <coughs> this year for drive number seven, Thomas and crew helmed the coffee with a purpose command truck center, command center from the back oh, of a 26 foot moving truck. The humanitarian caravan made a total of six stops throughout greater Chicago. Nice. Pilot Pete's brewed up 40 gallons of coffee for the occasion. Oh, shit. The hot coffee was supplemented by donations from three other Elmhurst businesses eager to do their part. Baked goods came courtesy of Rough Rough Edges Confectionery. The truck and a driver were provided by Good Move Movers, and custom truck signage was the handiwork of Angel Fancy Design Studio. Wow. At each shop, at each (coughs) stop, at name each, name drop those fuckers. I know, right? Because you're welcome. It. You're welcome. At each stop, Thomas invited people to shop for whatever they needed, free of charge. In addition to coats, there was a wide selection of blankets, socks, hats, gloves, scarves, and personal hygiene items to choose from. Nice. All collected, sorted, and hung by gung ho community volunteers. Thomas notes that with the added impact of COVID, there were more people in need than ever this time around. We made this effort. All the shelters were on lockdown. No one was allowed in or out. That is, once you're out, you can't get back in. So there are more and more homeless people. This is the best year to be extra giving. But what Thomas and the community members who work alongside him are trying to achieve goes merely uh, goes beyond merely handing out warm coffee and clothing. Forging a human connection with people who are so often invisible in society is an integral factor in their grief- giving equation. Thomas says making donations one-on-one makes it feel more genuine. You never know where someone's been or what someone's been going through before meeting them, he told the Independent. With the homeless, we treat everyone the same or equal. Uh, that is from an article called... Da, 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 da. Coffee. Chicago coffee shop owner has collected 6,000 warm coats for the homeless and delivered them with coffee by goodnewsnetwork.com. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Good. Thanks, that Pilot was some Pete. good news. Pilot Pete, I was thinking something else. I was like... It's a CIA drug smuggling operation. Oh, it's really nice. If it was smuggling drugs on the side, I feel like we should all turn a blind eye because he's doing more good than harm. He's doing great, sweetie. If you guys have a horror story, please, uh, or anything, really, please email us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Email us. Just email us, please. I love a friend. We're on Facebook and Instagram at THC Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Comedy Podcast because I was high when I made it. And we're on TikTok at THC Podcast. We would love to hear from you folks. Everything I do, I do it for you. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to drink water. That's the water sound. That's the water. Oh. 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 Water. <laughs>